Topic 20, First Paper of the 20th Century Negro Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. 20th Century Negro Literature. Topic 20, First Paper by William E. Partee. Reverend William E. Partee, D.D., was born at Concord, North Carolina, of Christian parents in the year 1860, and at an early age placed in the common schools of his native town. He was left an orphan at the age of 10, but by determination and the help of friends he gained an education. When but 16 years of age he taught a country school. He was graduated from the college and theological departments of Biddle University and was licensed to preach in 1883 and ordained in 1884 by the Presbytery of Catawba, and entered upon his life work by serving as pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church at Concord, North Carolina, for more than three years among his early playmates and companions. In the year 1887, he took charge of a mission church and school in Gainesville, Florida, serving acceptably in that work for more than four years, and standing faithfully by the people during that memorable epidemic of yellow fever in 1888. In 1892, he was called to the pastorate of Laura Street Presbyterian Church in Jacksonville, Florida, which position he occupied for nearly seven years. During two years of that time, he was also principal of one of the city-graded schools. In 1896, he was sent as a commissioner from the Presbytery of East Florida to the General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church at Saratoga. In 1898, he resigned from his work in Jacksonville to take charge of the First Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Thus, he has been engaged for many years in the active work of ministry, always doing earnest and faithful work, and held in high esteem by the people of every community in which he has labored. He was married in 1886 to Miss Edith I. Smith of Lynchburg, Virginia, who proved a worthy and efficient helper in his work, and uncomplainingly shared with him the trials and vicissitudes which fall to the preacher's lot in life for fourteen years. Then the master called her to rest from her labors. To form a correct estimate of the Negro as a Christian, we must take into account the depths from which he came. Back of his forty years of freedom lie more than two hundred years of bondage, in which he was forced to obey the will of another absolutely and kept in ignorance. All real manhood was repressed, and every ambition curbed though under the control of the Christian church and people of the South, and living on the farms and in the homes of families of their masters, mingling in their lives, in their society, and subject to their molding influence. Yet, as a rule, the moral principles and qualities necessary to a religious life were not taught him, neither was he encouraged to cultivate them. There was no lawful marriage, no true home, but husband and wife were the property of a master who used or abused either as he chose. Their children grew up under the same conditions and were encouraged or forced into unchastity, lying, stealing, and betraying of one another under the teaching that there was no moral wrong to them since they were the property of another who was responsible for their acts. There could be no growth in morals, and there can be no true religion without morals. To say the least, they came out of bondage with a dwarfed moral nature, and to this day suffer more or less from the effects of it. The carnality of slavery has not ceased to bear fruit, as we all know. Ever and anon it shows itself in those horrible acts which the newspapers report in full. 
it takes long and weary years to root out of a race or nation evils that have become fixed in its nature but while there is much to be deplored as to laxity in morals among the masses there has been constant and steady improvement in this regard it is no doubt true that any race kept in bondage under similar conditions and for the same length of time as the negro was would come out of it in no better condition and would perhaps show no better record in forty years than this race has shown and especially so if that bondage were preceded by heathenism dr haygood has said the hope of the african race in this country is largely in its pulpit no people can rise above their religion no people's religion can rise above the doctrines preached and lived by their ministry the negro began almost unaided and alone in this particular as to their religion they were very largely left to themselves during slavery their ministers were ignorant and unlettered many of them were pious but many were ungodly and unscrupulous so theirs was a religion largely without the bible it consisted of bits of scripture here and there of glowing imaginations of dreams and of superstitions yet it was the best they knew then many years of freedom had passed by before fully equipped ministers could be provided them during those years faithful servants of god unlettered did their best to be the true religious leaders of the people all honor to them but they necessarily came short in many respects and could not carry the people up to the higher plane of religious life with these things before our minds we say that the race has shown a remarkable growth in the essentials of true christian manhood their notions may in some things be crude their conceptions of truth may be realistic they may be more emotional than ethical they may show many imperfections in their religious development nevertheless is it true that their religion is their most striking formative characteristic so susceptible are they that no other influence has had so much to do in shaping their better character and what they are to become in their future development will be largely determined by their religion while in their church and social life there are some elements of evil and superstition some of which are the inheritance of past ages in the fatherland while others have been developed in this country by the conditions of life during the years of slavery still any fair-minded person who takes the pains to correctly inform himself will acknowledge that these are being gradually but surely eradicated as a christian he commends himself in his faith and devotion though his religion may sometimes be defective in its practical application to the principles of right conduct and living god heaven hell and the judgment day are realities to him he believes the truths of the bible to be real and thus he is sound in the faith so far as he understands it and that is more than can be said of many who are better informed than he what a rare thing to find one an infidel where can you find a people more susceptible to religious teaching the emotional nature is highly developed and they are quick to respond to whatever appeals to their sympathies and affections emotion has its place in religion and is not to be ignored but to be properly used and controlled and directed to move any one we must first reach the feelings if these can be aroused they may develop into a conviction that the subject of them should adopt a given course of action and he accordingly does so i am not sure after all that we should seek to repress such to any great extent it may be a point in his favor for since he is easily and powerfully impressed by strong appeals he is the more readily brought under the influence of the wise teacher or leader it is true in some cases 
that mere physical excitement is mistaken for being filled with the spirit and thus some swing to the extreme in this direction it is noticeable however that this is being rapidly outgrown and more self-control is being practiced after all it does seem that being easily moved and swayed may furnish the lever by which the wise and prudent may begin to lift them to the higher grounds of religious life no doubt in most cases there is deep down beneath the easily overwrought feelings a true religious disposition with much spirituality and divine energy benevolence is rightly regarded as an important matter in christian living in proportion to his means the negro excels in this hundreds of churches and many schools and colleges have been built out of their poverty to sum up and place on record their gifts for the extension of christ's kingdom will perhaps show to the world an unequalled record of self-sacrifice and devotion to a cause show that a cause is a worthy one and they are ready to give according to their ability to help that cause to give help to ministers of the gospel and other christian workers is not only regarded as a duty but as an honor and a pleasure on the whole they are kind at heart generous to the distressed obliging and considerate love to friends and forgiveness of enemies are marked characteristics the statement has been often made that loose notions as to morals are held to some extent this may be true let us bear in mind that the large majority are poor and are common laborers and more than half of the race are illiterate compare them with this class of any race in this or any other country and i dare say they will suffer but little by the comparison some have made much of the fact that in many places whole families by necessity live in one or two room cabins while this is unfortunate and to be regretted it is nevertheless true that you can find even in such conditions in the majority of instances that purity and virtue are as much respected as among those who live in roomy homes where every privacy is afforded they are not any worse certainly and perhaps are better in this respect than the multitudes of other races who live in the cellars and attics of crowded tenements in our great cities let us not make the mistake of including all in one general class and that the worse but while acknowledging that there is great room for improvement let us recognize in the vast mass of multitude who in education morals and religion are the equals of any people the correspondence between the profession of the heart and the outward life is often not what it should be but is not that true also of many christians of any race there are christians of highest education who enjoy abundant and varied opportunities of enlightenment and culture who fail to show in all their outward life what they profess in their heart to be some do fall into the error of trying to separate between the religion of the heart and that of life but generally they are learning the better way where so large a percentage of the people cannot read and write how can you expect of them the highest degree of moral and religious life taking into account the disadvantages and limitations under which they labor you rather wonder that they have reached so high as they have in christian living we must consider the past history of the race its present disadvantages environment and opportunity if we would justly estimate its christianity we must base our judgment upon the developed negro if we would be fair education helps us to be better christians just as it helps others and as we get more knowledge of bible truths such as education can give us we will be better christians educated ministers are fast displacing the uneducated and those whose moral and christian character fall below the standard are being crowded out 
and schools and colleges are sending out every year hundreds of educated christian men and women who raise the standard of right living in every community where their lot is cast the material prosperity of the negro may be placed in evidence as to his christianity with all the odds against them and starting up from absolute poverty the race now owns farms homes schools churches bank accounts and personal property amounting to five hundred and fifty million dollars it is remarkable that this has been acquired in forty years god's word teaches that nations prosper in material things as they get close to god thus looking upon the brighter side we are led to commend in many things the christianity of the negro race and to believe that as a people higher ground is aimed at though yet a long way off from perfection yet ever onward and upward are they tending end of topic twenty first paper